The time has come. Execute order 91.1. Yes, my lord. WVGL. Hey everyone, this is Trey Atkins alongside Campbell Garbert, Jack Vesey, and Graham Copeland. Welcome to the Barners Before Bed Show, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Weagle 91.1 FM. You're home for late night Auburn athletic coverage from a fan's perspective each hump day. War Eagle. And welcome everyone to Barners Before Bed episode 21, the Trey Mason episode. And speaking of Auburn football legend Trey Mason, let's go ahead and talk about A-Day and some football. I'm Trey Atkins here, joined alongside Campbell Garber and Graham Copeland. Fellas, I personally did not get the chance to watch A-Day, but I've seen the clips and stuff. What are some takeaways y'all saw from this past weekend and maybe looking forward to the fall, any key notes or takes that y'all may have before we dive into the schedule? Um, so I, I didn't really get to watch a ton either. Um. I know that it was raining, so we didn't get to see a full display of the offense. Um, got to see Robbie made some plays on, with his legs. Um, defense defense looked pretty strong. Um, you could kind of figure that the defense was going to have the advantage, especially, you know, probably in spring with all these new players learning a new, new offense. Um, actually, everyone, even the old players, are learning a new offense, um, and plus the rain. So you're going to expect them to – Kind of have the upper hand, but I like uh, I like what I've been reading about Kay and Lee. Supposedly he's looking like he's uh, mm-hmm. they're saying that he does not look like a freshman at all. Um, and that he's playing, he's bringing an attitude and play style that's kind of almost veteran feel, which is really exciting to hear. So I don't know what what you what you see, Cope. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as fans, we all came in with the expectation that. You know, we know how spring games are. It's it's hard to evaluate, you know, what the team will look like come fall. It was good to see some newcomers. I agree with you. I think the three guys that are new to this team that are going to make an immediate impact are Kay and Lee, as you said. Uh, Keldrick Falk looked really good. He's, you know, our lone five-star. And then uh, Connor Liu. Connor Liu started on the mm-hmm. line as well. And so from what I've read, um, good things about the O-line. Um, as far as running backs go, it's a, the, the guys that the common fan – um, probably has never heard of, got the majority of the carries, which makes sense. Um, so, yeah, not not a whole lot to dissect, really. Robbie, as you said, good play with his legs, rushing touchdown, hit a pretty ball to Tavares Dawson for about 40 yards. Um, so, yeah, not a, not a whole lot to take away, but um, it's, it's exciting to just to see some uh, helmets knocking. Yeah, it's always great to see the pads flying, and something that I took away from this game, not necessarily what happened on the gridiron, but sort of the setting of the spring game in general, I love the way that Hugh Freeze sets up spring games, because Garber, you're a huge spring game, I wouldn't say hater, but antagonist, was that a fair word to describe your feelings towards spring games? Not not fair, um, I think they just get blown out of proportion. Okay, Sure, but what, the way that Hugh Freeze designs his spring games, I love. How about that? He had he gave the defense 24 points to start the game, and this is something during the t- Potato Man era where we would blow leads or not be able to score points, so it gave our offense an opportunity to score points and our defense an opportunity to hold on to a lead. I thought that was fascinating and a unique way to add some competition to a exhibition game. But let's get, do our way-too-early spring, or excuse me, fall predictions in regards to the schedule following the spring game first of all are we all in agreement that Robbie will be the QB1 uh not no not necessarily no so I've always been have, Robbie have you not a uh have you not seen the news from today no I've not I've not been on Twitter today or any sort of media so outlet. Chance Nolan um transfer he's transferring from Oregon State um got hurt last year didn't play whole time but I think he had about 900 yards seven touchdowns before he had a neck injury um, he had kind of been all over the place. He'd been at MTSU and then junior college, but he Auburn just reached out to him today, so that was big news. Um, I think this is pretty evident that Auburn is still in the hunt for another quarterback. Not that not not to say that Robbie can't be the guy, but I think Hugh Freeze would. I mean, I don't think I don't think adding a quarterback would hurt us at all. We have a pretty 
shallow depth depth chart considering I mean who knows what TJ Finley's gonna do, but there's a good chance he could still transfer out. And so we'd be literally left with Robbie, Holden, and Hank Brown. Yeah, and, and if I, I was don't a, think Hank Brown if I was a betting man, I would honestly put more of my chips on TJ Finley transferring. And the fact they're even talking about adding a transfer quarterback means they're still looking for that guy. There's no set guy. Obviously, there's no set guy, as we saw. But let's go ahead and move on to the fall, go through these 12 games. Let's start off September 2nd, 2023, the start of our senior year fan campaign. We'll start off with UMass. I think that the Minutemen will be defeated that 1-0. We in agreement here. Start off the Hugh Freeze era off right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. Okay, one and zero. Oh. I I kind of wish we started off with a not not necessarily like a Chick Fil A kickoff game or anything like that. But do you remember when Gus started? We played Washington State to start off. I feel like that was kind of not. It was a little weird when and was different. That? Was that a home and home? No, no, it was not a home and home. It was 2013. It was just straight up a home game. And every time you play with Auburn at NCAA 14, that is your first game in the dynasty. Yeah, and our first point scored that game um, was from our boy Trey Mason. As yeah. You- Mentioned off a kickoff return touchdown. Yes, was that the start? Right. No, no, no. They scored first, and we went for two. That's correct. Yeah, start off eight seven. So one and zero. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> for ten. I can't. That, yeah. That was Have we gone for two on every single uh, touchdown? Like our first touchdown of the year every year for how long? I think that was just a gust thing. I remember we did that first Kentucky that was the COVID just a gust year. Thing, yeah. I think that was just a gust thing. Fascinating thing. I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. Why not? Yeah. Start off the year all fun. Then we're going to Cal Berkeley, the part of the coast. John Wesley Rogers, huge Auburn fan, his favorite part of the country, Northern California. So we'll play the Golden Bears. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Two and zero. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking two and zero. Does I've, anyone know anything about Cal Berkeley? It's besides Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch. They haven't been relevant for years. They. I mean, one, there's just not a football culture. Even for USC, who's a strong, strong team, and UCLA, who had a decent team this year, there's just not strong football culture. And I think even more so, Cal, for the lack of football culture, Cal falls below probably most of the California schools. I'd say Stanford, oh, USC, UCLA, they all take precedent yeah. of them. So. Well, I'd argue California may be a pro football state. With the 49ers, Rams, sure. strong. The Rams, Even the Raiders. Rams, have, the Raiders have a stronger California following Rams, than Rams the, do not than the have, Chargers Rams do. Have, Rams have, do not have a fan base in California. The Raiders run Los Angeles, which is hilarious that they did not get moved back to L.A. Well, but that's a debate already, for another yeah. time. And so it's, we're sitting pretty at 2-0, heading in playing in-state foe Sanford, 3-0. 3-0. Mm-hmm. And then this is going to be a double question here. First question is, do we beat Texas A&M? Second of all, do you go to that game? I will say yes to both. I uh, I hope so. Um, I plan to go. Um, do not love the Aggies, but <laughs> I uh, I do need to see it in person. You know, I need to. I'd like to see Kyle Field. Uh, A&M, like I said, you know, we're we're doing the way too early right now, um, so I'm not gonna you know do a deep dive, but. It's a and A&M. and I've said it. I think I might have said it on the show, but I've definitely said it to a lot of friends. Vanderbilt will win the East before a And M wins the West, and that's and that's a uh, wow. And that you know, is a hot take. And hell will freeze over before any of this happens. So <laughs> I would, uh, I would, uh, I'll, I'll lay it with with Auburn. Yeah, and historically, and historically, I mean by the past the past decade or so, the road team usually wins this game. So I like Auburn winning. Um, Will I go? I hope so. And we've historically a great record at Kyle Field. I only recall one loss, and that was a couple of years ago, Harson's first year mm-hmm. with Bo Nix at the helm. And we had a chance of winning the West. That was even following no, it wasn't even following a loss. It was after we beat Ole Miss. We're six and two. Chance that to was we had the highest hopes that that going into that game. Yeah, he had some horrendous turnovers oh, that game. That, that was not. The first touchdown scored was a defensive. Was that the only touchdown scored? The first touchdown score I know was like in yeah, the second half, it and it was an A and M defensive touchdown. Yeah, that was, bad, oh, that was a brutal fumble. A I remember fumble, that Bo Nix fumble. Fumble. And I want to say, Bo, did Bo get banged up in that game? 
at least uh, start. I don't know. I feel like that was sort of he, – he definitely took a beating that game. It's not one of our better O-line performances. I don't really recall any good O-line performances from the Parson era, but that that was sort of – we reached our peak in that short little era Harson had no, wait. after Ole Miss. Wait. We broke our rule. We said his name. Uh, oh, Coach Whoops. H. Yeah, we. Yeah, <laughs> so we've we've sworn to never say the that. The Boise guy. Bandit. Yeah. All right, so I like that. The Boise again. Bandit. How about that? That's giving him too much credit. Co- Is Bandit Co- too H- cool? Yeah, I was about to say Coach H. Yeah. Even just giving like, him the title Coach. It's just like, like number five, cool. the 2013 middle linebacker for all, for the Auburn Tigers. Former y'all Boise y'all know State. Who we're talking about. Yeah. Former he Boise State offensive coordinator. How about that? We're talking about 32 or five. <laughs> 32 <laughs> save that conversation for another day okay moving on so we're four so now we leave we're four land. all right wait garber because we have a little <laughs> bit of time that we can go through this let me paint you a picture here let's say we're down like 28 to 7 and you look like five rosetti and you see the dude perfect crew like doing the nay nay and just doing their show dance yeah cheers they play low down my little baby they're clapping what in you're you're going to <laughs> head in the hands. What is your play there? Yeah, I don't know. If I mean, if we're getting down, yeah, <laughs> I'll probably cry if we're down twenty-eight to seven late late in the game. If they're doing that, but yeah, I just uh, it's I get weird vibes from what from What is Texas the drive State like? Now. What's the that's got to be a long drive. I think is it ten hours? Fl- I assume flying is the move, but if we were to drive, where where is College Station? What is it close to? The middle of nowhere. All right, we got to move on from. We'll, we will have a huge discussion about that week heading in. Yeah. Or wait, hold on. Let me let me map this out. What would be Wednesday before September thirtieth, twenty twenty three? So that'd be 29th, 28th, 27th. The twenty sixth of September, twenty twenty three, will be a huge college station discussion. But let's move on to the Deep South's oldest rivalry, one that has been not in our favor recently especially since 2005, the Georgia Bulldogs two t- two-time back-to-back defending national champions. I do not think we win that game. No, I, I don't really either. Um, We'd be ranked going to that game, possibly game day too. Who knows what other games that week, but I don't would think we'd we be ranked. Win. If it's we're 4-0. Gonna de- it's going to depend on who, who A&M. I think so. But if A&M's not strong that year. There's a chance that we could still not be ranked. AM will definitely get a pre they always get a high preseason ranking. They're it's true. What, what's a we uh, I can't think off the top of my head, but like there's always can't. a Pac twelve college basketball team that's always gets a high preseason yeah. ranking. That is A and M in basketball or excuse me in football. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I don't think we win that game. Yeah. Anyways, we better be ready. I'm looking at this right now. We better be ready to play after Sanford. That is a brutal yeah, this is an Even, onslaught. Yeah, yeah. So now we're going to Baton Rouge, which we ended the streak last time we attended. I will, I know for a fact I will be at this game. College Station is up in the air. I know I'm gonna and concede that I will not be at Cal Berkeley. That's why I didn't even bring it up. But I, oh, I think we lose against LSU. They kind of got their groove. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is coming back too. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean if. Um. I think we have a better shot at beating Georgia than LSU, honestly. But I, I, don't I think it's a loss. Probably. If that's a night game in Death Valley, it's gonna be a real night game in Death Valley, which the last one we had didn't really count. It was kind of it was the COVID year. Like it wasn't even full crowds. I think I don't I don't know what was happening, but I was talking with LSU fans when we were there, and they were saying that it, they weren't as good either that year, so they just didn't have a. I think. None of our players will have experienced an actual true night game in Death Valley, which I'm assuming this will probably will be. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see a loss there. Um, well, why not? Get, I'll, I'll say we, I'll say we win it again. So I think the majority says we're gonna lose. Mello, where do you stand on it again? We yeah, can- I think we lose, but I want to say I think in that A and M Georgia LSU that little trifecta, I I truly do think we'll go two and one. So, I mean, I already said we're going to beat A&M, lose to Georgia. I really do think we'll beat Georgia if we're going to – I don't see Think we're going to beat Georgia? I, well, I, well, like I said, I think Georgia is a more winnable game than Death Valley at night. 
Interesting. So, so I think right now I we guess. missed our bye week. Our bye week will be the first week of October. But we're going to go ahead and take a Barner's bye week and discuss the last half of the season once we return from break. Thank you guys for staying up with us here at Barnes Warbed, episode 21 on Weagle 91.1, and we will be back shortly. And we're back, Barnes Warbed, episode 21. And we left off at the LSU game as we're breaking down our way too early fall record prediction for the 2023 edition of the Auburn Tigers football season. And Garber, you mentioned the fact this would be the first true Death Valley night game. Are we 100% certain that this would be a night game? Who knows how? I don't know. I I wouldn't imagine it would be 11, so I think it's either going to be 2.30, which I guess it's early in the year, 2.30. I mean, it would be nighttime by the end of it. Um, I hope it's a night game. I think those are always fun. Yeah, I'm with with you, Graham. I think we can find two wins in that triangle of A&M, Georgia, and LSU. I don't know. I'm trying not to – Set my expectations too high right now. I had the whole summer to do that, um, where I convinced myself that we're gonna win the West, but like I always do. But yeah, I like it. So we're what four and one going into Ole Miss. Oh, so we're gonna say we we I thought we were at four and two, but uh, yeah, no, what I was four and, we're four and two. What, what I was gonna four say is LSU is gonna yeah. roll into that game undefeated. I just pulled up their schedule. They play Graham or excuse me, they start off the year with Florida State. On the road, I think they win that game. Then Wait, they play Grambling. They played, they played Florida State last year in a neutral site. Yeah, and now well, they're playing on the road. I guess if you want to consider New Orleans a home game for LSU, I don't know how yeah, well, that's that works. Stupid. I, I, it I, may be a neutral site game, but according to this Google search, I just pulled up. It says at Florida State, so maybe uh, it's, it's another neutral, neutral site. Yeah. Then I still, either way, I think either in Tallahassee or on a neutral site, they win that game. And then they play Grambling State, win at State, win, in my opinion, Arkansas at home win. Then they go to Oxford. I also think that's a win. So I think, and then they play Missouri on the road. I think all those are wins for LSU. So they will go to that game undefeated. If SEC on CBS was still a thing, I think Gary and, Gary and, um, I was about to say Vern. Wait, Wait, so what time is SEC primetime? We are now Kirk and it's Brad Nessler and Gary. My bad. I, my fault, Brad Nessler. It's um, Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit are now the SEC crew. Wait, I, like, I like both of them, but that's just – it's not SEC. It is not. But I mean, it's a Nashville It's going to take a second. Yeah, yeah. That's like ACC Big Ten for me in my head. Um, well, I think well, of like a high-scoring like Clemson – like a Clemson Miami game, I don't know, played at night, or, or like Clemson, a Florida State game. Like I can f- hear those voices on like seven p.m. So is our primetime game be seven p.m. now? Yes. No more more tailgating time though, in a way, because the SEC three thirty game here in Central Time is two thirty, and the song the song now belongs to the Big Ten. Oh my gosh! When I hear dun da da dun, and yeah. it's like Ohio State and Rutgers, I'm going to cry. Yeah, that's oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking but let's move on we have lane kiffin and the old miss rebels coming to town october 21st he freeze faces old team and lane kiffin's i don't even know what you want to call our relation with lane kiffin our it's it's like what could have been our they're never, they're never our ex-girlfriend one. that we never dated that's what lane kiffin is sure yeah we we went on a couple of dates even, but I'm, I'm i'm on the take that we never offered him but I think we oh, his bags were packed for Auburn. It was a, like I think I think he, I think I think, I think he, no. I mean that's that's what ESPN beat writers say. There's never there was never they never released how much money he was offered from Auburn. From what I've understood, his bags were packed. He was ready to go, and his family was not. But he does have daughters well, think, that are relatively regardless. I think, one of his daughters is a we ended up on the, we ended too. up on the lucky side. I I would yes. I feel up happier with Hugh Freeze. Than, I do as well. And yeah. I also feel happy about our chances in that game. I don't mm-hmm. think we lose at home against Ole Miss, which no. I can't recall besides 2015, which that year was a disaster in my lifetime that we've lost to Ole Miss at home. And I've started watching Auburn football that I can recall in 2007. 2015 Ole Miss. That was when 
Treadwell's revenge game. They had Swag Kelly. They came into town, beat us. It was like an SEC network. Was it like a like bad loss? Game. I wouldn't necessarily say bad because they were better than us because that was they also beat Bama that year. They, they beat us by eight. They were ranked 19th, and I think we were unranked. Well, of course, yeah. We that was absolutely were. PQ Freeze Ole Miss as well. Yep. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah, this, this is the part of the schedule that Auburn – must take advantage of mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're going four and two we're dangerous if we're four and two at this point we got mississippi mississippi state vanderbilt arkansas new mexico state right before bama like we got to capitalize on yeah that's exciting yeah i love this schedule i do too actually grim now i don't that love I... that our bye week is that early after week five I yeah think, i think that's bye a, weeks that's a great bye bye week but you oh you do like that i do i i, I love splitting up the georgian lsu game absolutely that's true. no it's Oh, yeah, you're right. I actually, Graham, I would love our bye week to be after LSU. And then this is my favorite part of the schedule from a fan's perspective and a football perspective as if I was a coach. Because we go the Mississippi schools, then Vandy on the road, which of Nashville will be a fun trip. I will also, say, we'll say, I don't think we've won at Vandy in, in the 2000s. Last but, two times we played at Vandy, we we've do? lost. Are we due to be I feel like I feel like, I, I know, I know. I mean, I, I know we're going to win well, right? We're gonna win that game, right? right? But this isn't Memorial right? Gymnasium now. This I'm is just saying we we have we've lost the last two times we played at Vandy. It's crazy. Game I, day, game day in 06, we played at Vandy against Cutler, and Cutler beat us. I think that was 08. When was our Tuberville's last year? I believe it was 06. Because we came in 08 with a high preseason ranking, and that year was a collapse. But okay, so let me get this straight. We're beating Ole Miss. Everyone's in agreement, right? Yeah. Five and two. Yep. And then we have stayed at home. I think we win that game as well. I think we should. Yes, I Is Will Rogers still there? I think he is. <laughs> I don't know. Look him up. I don't know. Last time he was in Jordan Hare, I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah. That's got me a little worried, but I think that's a win. We don't have Coach H and Coach M anymore. Yeah, Coach M though. I feel like I've lost track of SEC quarterbacks. I mean, Will Rogers is, is is only twenty one. I think he is back because it was a big deal. I mean, he'd be on he'd be on the draft boards right now. We'd be talking about him. Yeah, he'd be. Uh, maybe maybe we don't write him off. He'd be more invaluable to me than Will Levis. That's for sure. Easy. That's yeah, a first <laughs> yeah, round no, draft I, pick you're talking I, about. I, I agree. With and that. Garber's future quarterback for the Titans, which we can talk about later. But let's continue this schedule. Um, Vandy on the road. Do we go seven and two? Yeah. Start off the year. Are yes. we being are we being too? I mean, it's too, I can't. We're even making a word, is we're making a prediction in in April. So, yeah, well, so yeah. I guess we'll have fun. Let's do it. I, I honestly, I mean, I I very mo- I very much think that we could do this. Seven and two. Or this six, is not even six and three. Like I'm. I mean, this is also a contend. revenge revenge season. I feel like yeah. every year we've had had a year where we didn't go bowling in my lifetime. Where oh eight we followed up. I would consider 09 a success, Chiswick's first year. We start off the year 5-0, and and then we sort of collapse. So I guess in, if you want to talk about an Auburn late-season collapse, I guess we would fold one of these games, but we're not going to fold here in spring, so I think we'll, we will say that's a win. And then the, obviously the other time we didn't go bowling was 2013, and then now here. So take it or leave it. We're 7-2 and two after beating Vandy. Then we go to Fayetteville, Arkansas, November 11th, and – I may say from experiences in Auburn, fan, this is the type of game we would lose. Yeah, this is one I was worried about. Um, just looking over the schedule. Uh, last time we went to Arkansas, though, we manhandled them. But um, yeah, this is a weird one. Yeah, not I, sure. I don't know why. I feel like we always play Arkansas earlier in the year. Now it seems I'd like say they're more November, of like a mid October. I don't know. I don't know. I don't it know. Is. Last time I've seen an Arkansas in November game, it is pretty late. Well, know. ever since we moved the Georgia game to the first week of October, which I I don't like. I love to have like Georgia the first weekend of November, then have a cupcake, then Bama. I don't like having a rivalry game that early in the season. Another qu- another question is this: Is this the last year that we have uh, we have the conference alignment the way the way we have it now? Yeah, I think so. Or, so then, yeah, yeah. So Texas be. and Oklahoma join the year after. So twenty twenty four. Yeah. Well, let's finish this, and then you know we, we can, can possibly talk about discuss. That. We can talk about possible pods yeah. as well. Yeah. What yeah. The? I. I think it's going to start getting even weirder than that. It's going to get so weird. I don't even know how the, we may have a playoff in the SEC, or we. 
We may go to the East. Us and Bama may go to the East. No playoffs in the SEC. That's terrible. That'd be an extra game. You can't play 16 games in a college football season. The the conference championships already don't matter that much. Yeah, no need need for – but whatever. Okay, so we are 7-3 and heading into New Mexico. We're we're chalking Arkansas I'm saying Arkansas – Graham, did you say that was a loss? I think, well? a, I think it's a win. I think it's a win. Oh, okay. So we're eight and two. I, I really like I really do think that could happen. Now I'm booking my hotel for New Orleans, the Sugar Bowl. If that's not a college football playoff bowl, does anyone know what the play I know the Rose Bowl may be a set in stone playoff. Hold bowl your horses side there, buddy. We're eight and two right now. That a nine and three SEC team either gets the Citrus Bowl or a low level New Year's Six Bowl. I feel like every we year. have two losses going in the Iron Bowl. We win that thing, and then mm-hmm. win the SEC championship. We're in the playoff, my friend. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're getting greedy here. That is here. exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If we're why not? Because you know what we're saying. If we say, all right, we lose that LSU game, rattle off those two wins against Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh oh. What do we do? We control our own destiny. It's an Auburn. It's an Auburn classic. And uh, for me, at least, as long as I can enter like October, mid October. If there's a if there's a possible path to the playoffs, in my mind, I'm happy. Once that ends, it just starts getting sad. Yeah, like sure. once that once once that window's closed, like 2017, special, like special. Uh, and 20, 2019, a little bit too. You know, we, were, we had it. 2021, we had it after Ole Miss. I mean, I remember it was like, oh, we control our own destiny, mm-hmm. and then laid an egg in college station. But yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Garber. I hate the point of the season where we're fighting for an Outback Bowl bid or now the Relia Quest Bowl. What in the world Wait, is that? It's it's done? Outback. Yeah, there's no more Outback Bowl. It's not the... No more Bloomin' Onion versus Coconut Shrimp? Nope. Dang. It is Relia Quest. That is a... Dang. Some weird names for bowl games now. But let's finish out this season. So New Mexico State, that'll be a win. So now we're 9-2 and two heading into the Iron Bowl. And... Have any of y'all heard anything from the Bama camp? They've been silent this offseason. I've, I've heard Milrow looks like a different quarterback. Like he all right, that's not what I want to hear. A g- well, different as in good or? Yes. But, I mean, what do you expect? But who knows? Like, Yeah. He, I mean, Ty Simpson it's, might it's be good. the guy. I mean, that, the report out of Bama is going to be like that every year. Oh, he's going to star in September. When has there ever been, like, a bad quarterback report coming out of Bama going into the uh, – Because they Sims. usually don't have bad quarterbacks. I mean, Blake Sims was phenomenal. In my book, I think he's one of the more underrated Alabama quarterbacks. Which is crazy because he got to the college football playoff and people consider him a mediocre quarterback. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, Blake Sims. Do we beat? What's okay? Let's let's have fun. Graham, you'll be graduating December. Garber and I will both be seniors graduating in May. Let's say we win, we storm the field, we get that that year. We go ten and two. Now we're talking Atlanta. Yeah, and now we're talking college football playoffs. Those two playoff. losses, yes, that's that's Atlanta, assuming that LSU does not run the table. Yes, good call. Uh, let's um, let's pull up these college football playoff but, bowls. Yeah, why not? We beat Bama. I got we got to see it once, right? I mean, we're due. Three losses, three losses in college. And who can do it better than Hugh Freeze? Exactly. He won the with a minimum of five games played against Saban. He has the best record against Nick Saban at four hundred. Only coach in college football to have beaten him at least twice, ever. Incorrect, Gus. Who? Gus beat him. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's other than Gus then. Oh no no no. Sorry sorry listeners. Dabo um, Dabo also beat him twice. No 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 no. I I, I misspoke. He's the only coach to do it back to back years. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah you're you're correct. They should have beat him three straight years. Ole Miss choked a double-digit lead in 2016 in Oxford, but yeah, I can't. That was crazy. Yeah, I, that game was that was Swag Kelly's sort of downfall. They didn't go bowling that year. I think that was when the Hugh Freeze news broke, which we don't have to elaborate on. Dude, think about all the the just the interesting quarterbacks Hugh Freeze's coach throughout the year. Swag Kelly, Bo Wallace, Bo Wallace, Shea Patterson. Did he coach uh, Shea? Yeah. Te'amu. Did he Jordan Te'amu. Yeah, Did he, wait, I don't know if he coached Te'amu. That, yeah. that might have been Matt Luke. He also coached, um, this is not a quarterback, he coached Michael Orr in the blind side, too. He's coached a lot of celebrity quarterbacks. Quarterback. Or, excuse me, celebrity players. I don't know. That quarterback, the quarterback room he's had at Ole Miss. Kim Dietschies. Very, they're, they're very famous colorful. for other reasons, if you will. Um, 
Yeah. So I can't find what these college football bowls are. But let's just say in a crazy world, we're dreaming. It's spring. We go to Pasadena. Avenge my heartbreak from 2013 in Pasadena. Avenge a lot of heartbreaking, sleepless nights for Auburn fans. And we lift the, not the crystal football, the golden vertical football. The the waffle cone. And we will go to break on that one. Why not us? Why not us? Thank you guys once again for staying up with us. We will be back shortly with round three. And welcome back to Barnes Bet episode 21. The Trey Mason episode here on Weagle 91.1. Or the Carry On Johnson. A lot of great 21 running backs. Mm -hmm. And strong safeties, free safeties. We are going to talk about the sports world in general right now. What's been going on recently post the Final Four heading into Masters Week. As well as maybe a little NBA before we head into our game segment for the fourth segment. So, the Masters this past week. Garber, I sort of took a shot at you on Twitter because you've always been a huge proponent of the Super League in soccer and how that would tear down the game. And I wouldn't consider myself as big of a golf hater as you are comparative to you being a soccer hater. But I don't well, know. I'm not, I, I don't hate soccer at all. I think it's a, it's definitely the best women's sport out there. Um, I, I don't know. I I. I mean, I think, yeah, it goes, I mean, if you're ranking women's sports, it goes soccer, basketball, then softball. So I uh, I respect soccer a lot, but yeah, um, continue. Sorry. So from a golf novice perspective, which would be my view from this weekend, I have a couple of takeaways. One, I wanted Brooks Kepka to win just because I thought it'd be hilarious to have an LIV or live golf participant win the tournament after all the controversy and debate about that new tour. So I thought that would be funny. That didn't happen. Two, I'm happy the kid from Mountain Brook didn't really thrive because that would have been annoying. Everyone who is around Auburn or the state of Alabama would definitely agree with me. That would have been super annoying. Yeah, everyone – everyone. Uh, Gordon Sargent. Everyone, and, everyone from Mountain Brook uh, became – uh, childhood best friends with Gordon yeah, Sargent and this some past kid from Bama had a fast week had a fantastic tweet. He was talking about it was a photo of LeBron talking I mean, the the Le- meme Le- of Le LeBron LeCap talking about how he knew that Kobe was going to drop everyone. He's like, man, I knew that Gordon Sargent was going to make the match ever since we were best friends back in the day. I mean, Mountain Brook is the Duke of Alabama. If I, I compare hurt. the cities <laughs> to, we could do that. Why not? Like, I'd say Huntsville's like Kentucky, right? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no. Um our our <laughs> our very own friend Bruce Toomey actually dropped that he uh you know at one point tied Gordon Sargent in a round of golf. So you know. All the stories are coming out after that. So I'm yeah, I was glad. Not glad to see, but it was uh it was nice to see that he didn't put up a Sam Bennett performance because we would have been hearing hearing a lot. That's one of those yeah, where you delete Twitter, yeah. probably don't even maybe talk to any of your friends. For a couple days. Garber, how do you feel about the young Aggie, Sam Bennett? Uh, uh, it was awesome. Um, he's not young. He's like 23. But I guess that's young for golf. I but mean. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um, he kind of he didn't fall apart, but he kind of fell apart at the end. Um, could have had a top 10 finish. But regardless, I mean, him getting to you know, be in the clubhouse, sitting next to – Scheffler and Rom during the Green Jacket, uh, crazy. Like that's just nuts. Um, that's got to be so cool. So congrats to Sam so Bennett. Cool. Um, what? Yeah, okay, so what was g- golf? Or excuse me, Garber, you're the biggest golf savant out of any of us here. What was the controversy about him? <laughs> Would you call yourself a golf savant? Was that too? No. Uh, it's just a good. Too word generous? Choice. Not at all. No, I uh, I would not. I do like golf, but uh, I'll take it. What were you saying, though? Sure. I'll be generous tonight. But he got up before Rom accepted his green jacket, and people on Twitter had a field day with that. What was – I I don't know. I think a lot a of these overrated. things – golf does more respect. Golf, there's a lot of things. I think there's just everything – since there's not a ton of action in it, every single movement, thing that's said, um, anything caught on TV, I feel like just gets – really blown out because I think these reporters don't really know what to talk, that, like know what else to talk about. Yeah, I think I think that I think definitely it's a respect thing. He also just probably didn't feel the most comfortable. I mean, it was probably awesome for him, but I, he definitely just felt out of place. Um 
you know, he probably didn't feel like he needed to be there for the green jacket ceremony, you know, being an amateur. It's not even a pro tour pro. Um, yeah, let's talk about Rom. That was that Sunday round. Saw the 69. Um, overtook Kepka. Kepka blew up. Um, Kepka had the lead. Go, so put it in perspective, they had to play. They had to finish up their third round Sunday morning due to rain. It was a weird mm-hmm. gust of weekend because of all the weather. But, yeah, Kepka went for a stretch of, like, over 10 holes without a birdie. Meanwhile, Rom just consistently birdieing. And, he just didn't mess up. It was all just Brooks messing up and Rom taking advantage, basically, and just continually climbing. Um, and, you know, kind of once you saw, once he pulled it within one, you could kind of see the writing on the wall that nothing was going Brooks's way. Um, anytime he had a, you know, he'd hit a green in regulation, but he'd have a, like a 20-foot putt, 10-foot putt, and they, just, they were never, they, they were not dropping for him. So, um, no, I, like what you were saying with, with, Kepka and same goes for Mickelson too. Both yeah, I was. Live, both it was guys. kind of fun to see him I, uh, perform well. Yeah, Mickelson's awesome. Um, I'm not as big on like hating live guys. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's, I mean, it's hard. It's really easy for us, not as pro golfers, to say that we would. Oh yeah, we'd turn down all yeah, this. Yeah, sell mo- your all soul the, for a check. We turn turn down all this money, you know, to not go play on the tour. But at the same time, you know. Money's money. Get I mean, that bag. Yeah, yeah go, why not? Go get a, and you're still allowed to play in the master, in all the majors. And that's really all that Brooks cares about anyway. Uh, Brooks has never really claimed himself to be a um, – I mean, he's, he's basically said it that he only – he knows he's a really good golfer, but I don't think he has as much passion for the game as others, and he's basically doesn't have a ton of intention to go out and try and win these smaller tournaments like the RBC. Um but I heard an interesting quote from Brooks, supposedly, that he said before the Masters, saying that had he not gotten injured, he he would have been way less likely to join Liv. But he wanted to join Liv because he knew he could play like golf not at the top of his game and still make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And the PGA, nothing's guaranteed. If you're not playing at the top of your game, you're not making money. So hard to blame him. Um, I like Brooks. I, I don't love Brooks, but I don't hate him nearly as much. I think a lot of golf – fans and media especially they're all pretty soft in my in my opinion when it comes so everyone just looks know. to spark controversy as well that's yeah, that's why that's why that's yeah with with but like especially in golf like none of these things are that in my it's opinion, hard to create opinion, storylines yeah. in golf too so but i do like but this. i do have utmost respect for the guys that did stick around with the tour because there's more history in there history there and also, Liv is just not going to last. There's no way. I mean, they're on, they're being broadcast on the CW. They're getting worse ratings than like I think Animal Planet recently. <laughs> like they're they're big events. So well, Shark Week's elite though. No, it's yeah, non Shark Week Animal Planet. So, uh, yeah. One last thing from the Masters, and we can talk a little NBA, is people talked about this offseason for football when you broke down the quarterbacks. Obviously, Manning's retired. Brady's retired. Rodgers is soon to be retired. Rivers is retired. You can go on and on. Is this a moment for a lot of younger golf fans, especially for kids our generation, watching Tiger struggle like that? Is this the end of their golf childhood? Um, yeah, I think I think we're definitely exiting away from the we. I think we might have already, but you also never know. You can never count Tiger out um, if you can get healthy. But we're kind of exiting out of the Tiger Woods era, where it's just he was just so dominant. It was just Tiger, and maybe someone else. Now it's kind of all these guys, you know, Rom, Scheffler, um, I mean, Rory. Got got a lot of these, a lot of these high end golfers right now that are uh, Sung J M, my boy. Uh, they uh, it seems like there's more parity right now in the golf world, so kind of exciting. Yeah, and everyone loves parody, but let's talk a little. We got a couple more minutes left. Did anyone watch the Lakers versus Timberwolves play-in game last night? Graham, did you? Uh, didn't catch much, but I know the Lakers were down by like sixteen um, at one point in the third quarter, and then they went on like a twenty to seven run with like six minutes left in the game, forced OT, um, then won it from there. And I was honestly really surprised with how Minnesota performed, considering. Uh, one of their key pieces punched a wall and fractured his hand, and their 
star, not their star, but their best, their defensive anchor, Rudy Gobert, was suspended as well. All that locker room controversy probably, and then uh, the uh, fractured hand from, uh, I forget, I think it was Kyle Jay- Anderson? No, it was Jaden Daniels, I think. Jaden McDaniels. Or, yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, well, either yeah, way, well, it was still a yeah. weird situation. I was surprised that, I was surprised at the way, with the, the tenacity and grit the T-Wolves uh, played with, and um I think this this playoffs is going to be super interesting, especially in the West. Who's your winner and who's your sleeper? My winner of it all? Yes. If you right uh, now, I'll right now, probably, right now, probably the Bucks. My sleeper. I this just sounds foul coming off my tongue, and I don't even think you can consider this a sleeper. Is is the Golden State Warriors at the six seed? No, that, I think that's a fair. They're the six seed. Yes, they're a sleeper. Yeah, but it's Golden State. I mean, it's Steve Kerr. Steve Have we Kerr. ever seen a six seed win the NBA title with the Larry O'Brien? I remember the Celtics were a game away from as a five seed from making it to the finals, and the Mavs as a three seed. That's the only time I remember, or in 2011, the only time like an underseeded team technically won the title. But we will have a lot more NBA to talk about soon. We're going to come back and revert back to football. Our favorite topic here on this show. But thank you guys staying, or excuse me, wow. Thank you guys for staying up late with us again, and we will be back shortly. And welcome back, Barnes for Bed, episode 21 here on Weagle 91.1 and Spotify for those of you turning in late. So now we're going to revert back to football. This is a post 8A episode, so we're all super excited about what's to come in the Hugh Freeze era. Even though Garber's a huge proponent of not getting too excited for football this early. You gotta wait till after Media Day, which we talked about earlier, but I'm gonna jump the gun. I'm excited, but I'm not gonna dive into highlights or anything like that. I'm not gonna get myself too bought in because there's a ton of time. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, now we're in all agreement. So we're gonna do a little draft, a little game. And I believe we've done this before, and it's just a group of group of us, and nothing's better, as we've talked about. If you got nothing else to talk about with a group of guys, just talk about old athletes. Old or even, athletes. Yeah, or even do a draft. So, Graham. Just say a name. How did we they, do this previously? We're gonna, previously, we did quarterback, tight end. Uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end slash H-back, um, one offensive lineman, one defensive lineman a linebacker and a secondary member. But I don't know if we'll have time to do all yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think we'll have time for all so, that. Why don't we do fantasy two style? Two offense, yeah. Two we, running backs, two wide receivers, tight end. And then we could also do, like, pick a defense, like a fantasy style. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like, I like that. I like that, too. Love that. So, it doesn't matter. Wait, so let's run it down one more time. We're definitely we – got, we got, yeah, we got 15 minutes. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense. Yeah, sure, and are we going to do this fantasy point style, or are we going to do it as in just best? Because this will really craft a team hinder my best. 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 Do best. What would you want to make also, a team with? Yeah, are we doing twentieth and twenty first centuries, or are we just doing twenty first? All century? time. Let's all time. All time. All time. All right. All right. So I will be kind as the host and let either of y'all get the first pick. So the floor is y'all's. Who wants it? First person to speak gets the first pick. Put a uh, put a number between your back. One okay, two. one through ten. I have a number behind one, my back. One and two. One, one and two? two. Okay. Garb, what's your number? Two. Two. Mellow. Well, I guess you. Yeah, you. One. Have to figure <laughs> out what I was say. Well, the number's two, and based on that number, I'll I'll I you, probably I'll go, have to guess. I'll go one one. I'll, I'll take I'll take the first pick in the snake draft. Okay. So Mellow be two. I'll be three. And based off it being the number two, I'm going to go ahead and guess. Cam what? Newton. Yep. Cam Newton. Fits perfectly. Best quarter, Number best, two. Best college football player of all time. I'll take it. And uh, Garber starts off strong. Wow. That was going to be the token pick. And Graham, I kind of um, – This is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Where you, where you want to get from here. Uh, I'll probably take one of the other Heisman winners, uh, Bo Jackson. Okay. So I, I'm not going to – actually, I can probably save this pick because this is what I was talking about, how the fantasy style. But uh, I'll go ahead and take the third Heisman. I'll take Pat Sullivan. I need a QB. Mm. Or should I, ooh, I know, retreat? No, do whatever. Well, no hands. No, no hands I, off the chest piece. Yeah, I, I, all right. Okay, let's go. Let's go, Mr. All right, you got, an, you got another Mr. Pick. Sullivan. Ooh, all right. Now I'm back here. I need a playmaker. I'd need someone to provide Pat with some offense, and I'll go a Heisman candidate. I'll go Trey Mason. Okay. 
That is interesting. I mean, he the with the whole at, with, with the whole with the whole all we went all time. Yeah, I can't show our hand, Garb, but yeah, yeah, that is no, that no, is no, interesting. Let's, let's I mean, again, all time. I mean, look yep. at his season in twenty thirteen for sure. What other Heisman finalists? People forget that. Hey, Kentucky guy, we forget he doesn't yeah. he doesn't know much Auburn football history. Dude, okay, Let's, you uh, know who Mario Fannin is? Oh my god, I have his, I have his autograph. <laughs> you have his I, autograph. I know. Don't test me with Auburn ball, Auburn football. Come on now. Um, all right, he, he, the single game SEC championship rushing record belongs to him. I mean, he's has more accolades. It's yes, a lot of single know, game matches. Heisman finalists. People people really forget that he was a Heisman. It was the, year, Heisman it was the year there was like seven of them, but. And I think they just threw him in because of the SEC championship, but Swiss hey. Army knife. Yeah, y'all are just haters. Hit me, go. All right, it's me. Yeah. Um, I'll go a wide receiver right here. Uh, I'll go Terry Beasley. Pretty good pick. I like that. Not a lot of argument. I think that's the unanimous number one wide receiver off the board. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. All right. My f- next pick. Um. I'm gonna take Cadillac. Uh, Cadillac Williams is my running back. Cam Newton, Cadillac Williams in the backfield mm-hmm. is gonna be uh, it's gonna be hard hard to stop. There there is a combination though that you could that you could possibly make that I would that I'd be also terrified to look at as a defense. But you know I'm not gonna tip picks. <laughs> we don't do that on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receiver, I, I got wide receiver tied in at defense. I'm trying to think. I'm gonna date. I'm probably dating or not dating myself. You know, I don't know a ton of defenses before. You know, like '08. Like I don't really remember them. Dang it! No I know where you know, know a ton too. about it. Dang it! Go ahead. I'm taking the 2017 defense. Dang it! Um, yeah, That's a good one. I loved that defense. Carlton Davis. Jam- what is that? Carlton Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Carlton. Jamel, and, Carlton, Carlton. Carlton. Carlton and Jamel. And then Jeff Holland at uh, uh, Sensei Mud on the young, edge. Young Marlon. Young Marlon, young Derek. Um, who were our linebackers at that time? Was that – was it D4? Was D4 uh, – No, D4 earlier? was gone. I want to say, do we have – was it Trey Williams? Deshaun Davis was on that defense. I love Deshaun, Deshaun Davis. Deshaun Davis, I mean, just junkyard dog. Um, God, we were just physical. That was a physical defense, and – uh yeah, give me that give me that 20, 2017 defense. All right, those are my two picks. Okay. Right, I'm back to you. So I've got a running back and a wide receiver. Senior. Um, I'll get Jason Campbell as my quarterback. All right. I really wanted to go with Nick Marshall. Ah, uh, see, I I think I'd, I, I I really just, do. You know how I love a dual threat quarterback, but I think Jason Campbell is just solid. Oh yeah, I mean he's can't go wrong there. Mm-hmm. Four season. All right, Trey, you got two picks. You need a wide receiver, tight end, and a defense. Okay, I'm going to make a argument here that the 2019 defense yeah, may be a little bit better. I than was thinking yep, about it. I was yep. thinking about it. I'm looking at their roster right now. Give it, it to me. Loaded. Two first-round picks, Noah Igmanogamy, which everyone forgets he was a first-round pick. Yeah, 32nd drafted, I think. Big uh, big Marlon. So we got two. And Derek, who's the top or Derek, five. Derek Brown, oh, excuse me. Well, Marlon, too. but yeah. So they had three first-round picks? Marlon wasn't the first rounder, I don't think. It, okay, I know Derek was picked Derek was to the Panthers at like fifth, seventh, five, fifth, seventh. It's the same range. Seventh, top, yeah. Whatever. But they had first round talent. Moral of the story: great defense. They held the best offense of all time to. Yeah, I mean that's that. Yeah. yeah. So great I'm gonna three. have them as my defense, and then wow, I'm left here with a receiver and a tight end. That just I like I like a little tension in my locker room. Should I go Duke Williams? Yeah, I mean, talent-wise, I mean, he's up there. For uh, sure. I think we got better players, but. Yeah, we definitely. Um, it's like you can't go, ooh. You got to so, think, think early 2000s here. I'll go Aroma Shadu. Aroma Shadu. That's not who I was thinking about, but that's I don't I don't mind it. Yeah, I'll go him. I guess, yeah, I'll go Aroma Shadu. I like it. And then in my tight end pick, I feel like Well, you don't you don't it's not your pick. I know, I'm just I'm I'm thinking that y'all. Yeah, we got yeah, we have a uh that is a Cuz there's a token sli- that's, that's a slim pickings board for Auburn football. Cuz there's a token the tight, tight end, end pick, but I know one that's not going to be taken. So I I like where I'm sitting right now. Go ahead. Okay. All right, it is uh back to you, Graham. You have a tight end defense to pick from. Uh 
You didn't pick a tight end, did you? I did not. Oh, let's see. Easy. Yeah, I knew that was going to be the token pick. Rest in peace, legend. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. I'm wearing I, his wristband right now. I'm with you, Trey. Legend. I think, yeah, he is an absolute legend. Um, love the guy. But I think I knew where you were going to go with it. I'm taking Uzama. Dang it! Uzama, um, I mean, he was he was a weapon for us. Um, yeah, I'm going to take, take Uzama. He had two game-winning touchdowns, too, within his couple of years. Yeah, he was clutch. I was at that Mississippi Good NFL State career game. Too. That was solid yeah. NFL career. Yeah, he was the longest tenured. Uh, when they went to the Super Bowl, he was the longest tenured Bengal on the team uh, when they went to that Super Bowl. Um, what I've got left is a wide receiver. I've got a multitude of players. and I think both of you all already have yours. So I'll just read out what I'm kind of thinking. I was thinking Sammy Coates. I was thinking uh, – Oh gosh, Ryan Davis, and I was thinking Seth Williams, and the, and it kind of depends on what you want from your players. I've got a team with Cam Newton, Cadillac. We're gonna be running a lot of read option, Uzama, good defense. Give me Seth Williams. I want Seth Williams on my team as my wide receiver. Y'all are just not mentioning a guy that I think is Carson Bailey at wide receiver. You can say it. You can say it. We've all drafted wide receivers. Yeah, Courtney Taylor. Courtney Taylor, yeah, that's yeah, classic. That's, the the token '89 jersey, yeah, like in the, yeah. you know, and like a Roma Shadu's more of a market guy. Give me some NIL. I feel like he'd be making well, some money in NIL. Isn't he number one? I mean, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. All right, Graham, Baker defense. Um, uh, 2007 defense. Let's read it off. Let me see if I can. Yeah, here we go. Chick Fil A Bowl champs. Okay. Yeah, let's see if y'all remember Their these names. Uh, Antonio Coleman, Cinderic Marks. Cinderic Marks. Quentin Groves. Yep. Trey Blackman. Craig Stevens. Josh Bynes. Josh Bynes. Yeah. Zach well, Etheridge. Great NFL player. Yeah, Zach Etheridge, Gerard Powers, Walter McFadden, and Jonathan White. Okay, that is. Do we have any stat- I love Walter any McFadden. Stats on that team? On that defense? Um, I can find some, potentially. But we went nine and four that year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember two thousand seven much. I was about six. I thought you were fifteen at that time. Yeah, you, <laughs> didn't you get your um? Yeah, your, PhD per, your permit yeah. then that Probably. year. Your license. You started driving that year. <laughs> what what card do you have? Uh, seven. <laughs> All right, Trey. Well. Since I have Trey Mason on my roster and he is a back that can get carries upwards, he could probably get you like 25 to 30 carries a game as we saw during Gus's tenure. Give me, let's see, let's see if y'all can date back to old Walter Reeves. He was there during the probation era of Auburn football. My dad was in college. We went undefeated. Did you look this guy up or did you, are you actually pulling this? It's off the dome, baby. One of the best blockers in blocking tight ends in Auburn football. Probably, actually, he is the best blocking tight end in Auburn football history. Drafted second in the second round to the Arizona Cardinals. Give me him. Give me Trey Mason some more cushion on that line, and let's run this ball, baby. Run the ball. Run the ball. We'll we'll, we'll have it right down your throat, and no way you're stopping this combo. Was Pat Sullivan a dual threat? <laughs> Has anyone seen his highlights? Uh, he had to have been. He, he probably, probably ran the he, wing he prob- tee. He could probably run around a little bit. Yeah. Dude, we're going to – okay, I'm going to hire – Whoever Army or Navy's OC is on my squad, since I'll be the head coach technically of the squad, and we will be the most boring yet exciting football team in America. All right, I'm going to run down everyone's lineup. Um, so mine to start, Cameron Newton, uh, Cadillac Williams, Seth Williams, um, CJ Uzama in the 2017 defense. Graham had Jace, Jason Campbell, Bo Jackson, Terry Beasley, Philip Lutz and Kirkin in the 2007 defense. Trey had Pat Sullivan, Trey Mason, Ben Aroma Shadu, uh, Walter Reeves in the 2019 defense. Let's uh, follow a little podcast that does these little drafts. How about we do a little Twitter poll? Let's do a Twitter poll Let's for, do for, it. for the fans to vote on who, uh, which team you think stacks up the best. I, I don't know. I think. You can say it. I mean, I think I, personally, it's I think personally it's a battle between me and Graham. But, but you, you just you, that just proves you hate old school football. 
you hate no. leather I just helmets. think I just think Bo Jackson and Cam Newton. No, yeah, are I was about to say difference Cam, makers. Yeah, Cam and Newton alone is. We saw what he did. Yeah, he, what he went. He won a national championship with a nothing team. Yeah, so Correct. if you draft and, an Auburn football greatest team of all time, it's like Victor Wembanyama in the NBA. It's the you've the set number one pick, and then every other pick's going to be a disappointment compared to that. That's what Cam Newton is in Auburn football drafts. That's not a great comparison. Yes, it is. You can't get better. Who you like, Bo Bo Jackson compared to Cam Newton? You're taking Cam Newton. It's the quarterback's way more valuable position. Yeah, but Bo just, Jackson's also a freak. Bo Jack like Bo Jackson changed. But as you said, Cam Newton turned a seven and five team into the national champions. He can single handedly turn a team. With I just I just talent. didn't like your simile. I, I agree with what you're saying right now. Okay, so he's LeBron. You you have Darko Milicic. Is your, no, but I'm not saying. But <laughs> he's Carmelo. He's Carmelo in Auburn football. Easy now. All right, so I, I'll take it that I have the best draft. Um, what about kickers? Just for you, Trevor. Ooh, yeah, let's throw a kicker in. West, but you can't go. All right, I'll get the West Byram Goat, the clutchest well, kicker uh, in college football uh, history. Am I next? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a year next. So. Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> no, I will take. Whoa, no, whoa, I will no, take. No, I will no. take West Byram with a field goal, forty yarder. We're one seconds left on the clock. We're down to over Carlson any day of the week. Okay, I'll take our all-time points leader, yeah. Carlson. Uh, you mean the SEC all-team all-time? Oh, points that leader? too. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna go skip Bayless on you. I like a clutch factor. Is he not clutch? Compared to West Byram? I mean, no out, one's more clutch than West Byram. I mean, outside of like the the Florida game the and the national championship. The 2015 Outback Bowl. I mean, Daniel did miss like a 45-yarder in overtime to lose. But exactly. I, I mean, outside of that, Daniel hit every, just about every kick you wanted him to hit. Yeah, and also Gus. Back out of the out of the back of the end zone like every time. I mean, he's Legatron, Legatron for a reason. Yeah. Just, um, just you're for me up for, for kicker if I – who have we had since Westbot? But Cody Parkey. Cody, Cody Parkey, yeah. Yeah, I'll take Parkey. Should you jump the gun and take McPherson? No, I'll, I'll take Parkey. I'm not taking Anders. Um, and, oh, what's it? Lyle. I'll take Lyle. Win Lyle? Win Lyle. <laughs> yeah, oh, my <laughs> bad. I'll take, I'll take Win Lyle. Fun uh, fact about Win Lyle, he played in the World League, which I did not know until he showed me. What the, is the World League? Do you not remember the it the best trophy in all sorts? We always talk about how the crystal football is the best, but have you ever seen the silver like globe that this league? It was a league in the '90s where they had teams in Europe. It was the XFL before the I guess the XFL existed. It was the when Lyle played a little bit of a little semi pro ball. Yeah, dude, they would travel to Germany he's, and play. For he's them. truly lived an amazing life. Good for him. And his son can build one heck of a fraternity party island. I'll yes, tell you he that. Can. Yeah. Shout out to Drew. Shout out to Wynn. Shout out to the whole Lyle family. Shout out to Wes Barham. Shout out to Aroma Adu. Shout out to Will Compton. What? One more time. You drafted him. What was his name? Aroma Shadu. Okay. There you go. What'd I say? <laughs> Speaking of Ben Aroma It's a tough Sh- name. It's a tough Sp- name. Speaking of Ben Aroma Wait, what did I say? I you said, said Aroma. I, you, you said something that was not Aroma Say Igmanogony three times fast. You, you, you haven't said his name right. Three. T- it's Igmanogony. Igmanogony. Tomatoes, tomatoes. LeBron, Lamicky, same thing. Played against my brother in high school. They came down. Hewitt came down to. People forget he was a wide receiver coming to Auburn. He was fast. I remember they threw an interception. We threw an interception, and he, uh, or no, they did, and our guy caught on the five, and he was in the back of the end zone. He hawked him by the fifty, before the fifty, covered fifteen yards. He's got some speed. Yeah, he was. He he was a speedy guy. Um, Speaking of Ben Aramishadu. I got some homework for all you listeners. You need a little football fix. Go and watch the football, re- the like twenty minute recap of two thousand five Auburn Georgia. One of the best games yes. ever. That game with Ben Aramishadu. Yes. Ball awesome. gets punched out of his hand, but still on fourth and one, runs the whole league, the whole length of the field. The call on it. Everything about that is cool. Go, yeah, go to that and go to the two thousand uh, Auburn. It's Wyoming versus Auburn. Rudy Johnson's. Electric touchdown run at the end of the game is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a great Rod Bramlett call as well. Yeah, or you can watch the Randolph Bob Jones game from 2018. Never happened. <laughs> In our hearts. A versus four A. They name. wouldn't have known how to handle the Veer though. I'll tell you that. True that. Any last takes before we sign off? I'm ready to go to bed. I'm ready to go to cookout. 
I know you are too, Graham. Don't, I don't, don't shy on FM radio and, and act like you don't. You were not Howard's, going to cook Howard's out. Rock is howling. Is this uh, Barnes Before Bed is new sponsor? Cook out. We don't have any sponsors. Beat ups. I would love that, but we don't have any sponsors. No sponsors. Yet. Barberitos. No Beat ups. Okay. No free Graham. ads. You can um, you can talk about your food journal later. It, it <laughs> Mello talks about food. We. Actually, that's our sponsor. Mellow's Graham's blog about food. Munching yeah. with Mellow. Munching with Mellow. <laughs> All right, we got to call it. Yeah. All right. Good night, guys. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, and we'll end on that note. Thank say you, guys. Monogamy. You say it three times fast. No, just say his name. What's his name? Noah Igmanogamy. Wrong. It's a tough word. Say it again. Say sushi. I can't say that word either. <laughs> All right. All righty. Thank you guys for staying up late with us here on Barnes for Bed. We'll be back next week. Who knows what we're going to talk about. I hope there's some news that pops up. But on that note, we will call it a night. Sleep tight, Tiger fans. And as always, War Eagle. Love you guys. Thank you all for listening from us here at Barners Before Bed. We hope you join us next Wednesday at 10 p.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Sleep tight, Tiger fans. And as always, War Eagle.